All right, guys, you are here with the Sportsline Predictors, and you're listening to Sports Rambling, the better podcast. And you're here with Matt and AJ. Yeah, Matt, I said you first this time. I gave you credit where credit's due. Oh, snap. You know, I'm feeling a little bit generous today. Well, why is that? I don't know. Dude, it's Sunday. I went <laughs> went to the driving range earlier today for golf. Hit up uh, Butternut Creek over there in Jamesville. Shout out to, what's it, the first tee sponsorship of, what is it? Who's the, the Bayheim sponsor it. Nice. Yeah, so went over there, hit up the driving range, hit up the putting green, you know, working on the short game because that's where I was lacking a lot is is putting. God, I I can have a beautiful I, – I can get to the hole and then doesn't matter. I'm going to three to five putt it every single time apparently. <laughs> no, but uh, you know who I, I was with? Uh, I was with Rob Walsh. Oh yeah, yeah. Having, having that Dolphins chat, doing the Dolphins chat. Listen, Rob, Rob is getting or Rob got Miami Dolphin golf balls for his golf tournament. Very nice. Yeah, he is. His return to the golf course has been about two years. He said, and let me tell you what. Rob, Rob's gonna do is gonna excel in in that putting game. Rob, Rob doesn't, uh, Rob doesn't mess around with that. He actually was helping me a little bit, so I got a little bit better on my on my short game. So shout out to Rob on on helping me on my short game. And also, we were with uh, my old so so. And so yeah, so he he was working on his on his actual like all around golf game. So was it more like Happy Gilmore when he was helping you, telling you it's all in the hips? You know what? <laughs> Rob, Rob did tell me he was talking about the hips. He said, listen, you know, a lot of balance. You, you can get a lot of balance there. He said, widen those. He said, I need to widen my widen my legs apart to, to get a little bit more power through my hips in my swing. So, yeah, he was telling me. <laughs> he was he was my Apollo Creed, if if I may do say so myself. <laughs> so what else is going on? You know, we did pretty good this past week in the social media page picks. Not gonna lie. We finished, I believe, so after since doing the weekly tracking because it's a lot more easier for me to track week by week we are on our second full week of profit which is great so first week we went a little bit of profit 11 10 and 1 but you know we were hitting some max plays so you got some good units in there so pretty good there but then this this past week hey we were we did pretty well we finished 13 and 9 for some real good uh gains and we had a parlay hit we had one of our Americanada parlays hit, so shout out to to Pops, Pops over there, who's still giving us some of his props for these Americanada parlays. Nice, nice. 
if you've been following the social medias, which I should say you should get out there. If you're on Instagram, it's at Sportsline Predictors. If you're following on TikTok and Twitter, it's at Sportsline P. Damn, man, I'm getting smooth with that. But they got to be following it because today already posted three picks. Looking like two out of the three are going to hit, but got some real both the both the ones that are going to hit are, are real good value. So we had your boy Snyder from the Blue Jays getting called up. He's been playing hot recently. Took him for an RBI. He hit a home run today, and on top of that, had four RBIs. So he, he he's been playing very well. He, he's been in their farm league system, I think, for six years now. And finally, this season has been last end of last season this year has been gaining some more traction there and, and got the chance to come up because of the Bichette injury. So he's definitely making his his uh his time of that very well used. What's up with you though? You know the same. Uh, been been brushing up on some of my uh, my sports knowledge. Been uh, checking out that quarterback series. Um, great watch. I know they're also um, they're also discussing who's going to be next. I know you've you've heard my theory already of why somebody is at a certain practice. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about you're thinking that Jordan Love's going to be on the next season because Peyton Manning is. Is there? Is that what you were saying? Could be. It could be because then they could use the angle of um, preparing, taking over after a legend. Yeah. And I mean, he's so, so I don't know the full story about it. So you'll have to kind of key me in. But so, so Peyton Manning has been working with Jordan Love at, at the Packers camp. Yes, sir. What in, and how long is this something that's just happened recently or has it been happening for a while? Do you know? I believe it's just been happening recently. Um, but if you look at the, uh, if you look at the background of the, the, the actual show, I mean, they, they trailed through the entire season. So I'm wondering if it's possible that they were laying the framework for it. Then he gave him some tips and then said, okay, What's that? It's a very well. Here's the thing. It's very interesting because I know that they had reached out to a couple other quarterbacks to try and be on it, and they they declined. I know Justin Fields said no. Another quarterback, I think, had said no. I, I think he's. I'm telling you, I think he's the. Uh, so this past this past season, uh, uh, we all know the main three quarterbacks. Yeah, the cap cup is like the three quarterbacks is play the first nine with your drive every time. <laughs> Was that you? That with those hot takes again. Matt, did you die? No, that was some golf ad. It was very weird. I don't know. I feel like I feel like we 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 just are used to the one the one ad from Matt. <laughs> so so, uh, so as I was saying though, um, for those that have watched 
that season, uh, the first season that's happened so far, um, uh, they have uh, they. It seems like they have two pretty solid quarterbacks, and they have just like a wild one. Um, they had Pat Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota this past season. And, I, and you you remember? I was like, what on earth? Why are they going to talk about Marcus Mariota? Um. So I think that as far as this next season, I think Jordan Love might be the why on earth are they going to talk to Jordan Love? Very interesting. Very, very interesting. I haven't, I haven't um, fully watched the whole series yet, so I got to gotta catch up to you. Well, I know there's uh, I know there was one I sent you, or there was something I sent you the other day talking about it too, who – um, how they said that somebody was already going to be on the second season. Yeah, I figured, uh, I'm trying to remember who you had said was going to be on the second season because I do remember you sending that to me. I can go ahead and go through our text history, but it's we text each other so often that, that who knows if I'm ever even going to get to it. <laughs> Let's see. You sent me a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah, I know. Oh, Joe, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, that's what it was. Yeah, I'm looking at it. As soon as we got to it, yeah, Joe Burrow, which would be – I would love to see Joe Burrow on there. So I can see Joe Burrow and then another mid – like a mid-quarterback and then Jordan Love. What about Mac Jones? Oh, Maddie, Maddie's got a prediction. I forgot my prediction. I'm telling you, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. That's oh, she thinks Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. No, I didn't say Joe Burrow. I know he won't do it. Uh, he's got the green light. He's doing it. I don't think he's doing it. Who was the other person I said? I don't know. Dak. Oh, Dak Prescott, she thinks. Prescott. See, I think Dak Prescott would be, would be fun. I think he'd do it. Remember, but, uh, remember five years ago when Dak Prescott was – at like a was that like a ESPN event and he had a quarterback competition against uh David Carr and got destroyed by David Carr? Yes. This could be a huge redemption story. But I think I think you're gonna find um like I mentioned, I think you're gonna find a solid quarterback like Joe Burrow. Then somebody like Derek Carr or not Derek Carr, uh Dak Prescott or Trevor Lawrence. And then, I'm telling you, Peyton Manning's been hanging around the Packers' pra- uh, pra- uh, practices. I think Jordan Love is going to be that. Why is he on this show? Because they're going to focus. They're going to focus. They're going to focus more on taking over after a legend. Well, if they want to do that, why don't they do? Uh, why don't they do um, Kenny Pickett? Uh, Can you think it's better than Jordan Love? I will say that so far. <laughs> I don't know. It's very, it's very interesting. I have no idea what. Do you, maybe they could bring in a couple extra quarterbacks this season? Who says they are only going to do three? That's true. I mean, they they could do three. They could do four. They could do two. What but if they? I'm, what if they? I'm telling you, you guys have heard it here first that I think that Jordan Love will be involved in the next season. I was going to say, what if they throw a curveball in there and they, they do Taysom Hill? 
that'd be a fun one to watch. I mean, you got Taysom Hill. Um, you got Derek Carr, who's geared up onto another team now. You've got um, Jameis Winston is still on that team. That's true. You got Baker Mayfield, who's been floating around. I feel like the Saints literally could just be called, like, literally have quarterback. They could just all be about the Saints quarterbacks. <laughs> Andy Dalton last year. <laughs> right? It's, <laughs> I don't know. It's a. Uh, very, very interesting. I don't know. That's Lisa said. It's, I feel like I just keep saying it's interesting because I'm, I is what I think it's going to be. Very, I'm intrigued. But I know, I know we've uh, we spent a lot of the last episode talking about quarterbacks and things like that. So let's get into uh, let's get into what we're here for today for the for the listeners. Yeah, let's get into it. I would say it's probably one of the quarterbacks' best friends and safety blankets. In tight ends, somebody who does people who don't get that much credit, but I mean, there's definitely some in the league that that you know more than others. There's a couple. I don't know. It, it's tough in fantasy football to go with tight ends. Just everybody's. I feel like chasing for the same. You know three to four, five tight ends in a good season. Yeah. And then, I mean, and everybody can have an, uh, somebody can have an explosive week and then um, they could fall off the face of the face of the earth. So just like you and I were talking earlier today. Um, how uh, you guys know, I'm a fan of Dawson Knox. And then he, he did well a couple of seasons ago and hasn't been the same. Yeah, no, I he's he's one of those players that I think is going to be. This is a crucial season for him, just because of the addition of the other tight end there in uh, Dalton Kincaid. But I mean, there's definitely in going my my whole outlook in tight ends in fantasy football have definitely changed over the past couple seasons because I would say maybe two, three years ago, I was very adamant that you actually didn't really even need a tight end to win the league. And now I've kind of flip-flopped that around is I, I actually do think you need a very good top eight tight end to to get you those points every single week. You know, a top five tight end in, in fantasy, I think is a is sort of that X factor of sorts. Speaking of X factor, you know what? One of my favorite things about using a tight or one of my favorite tight ends were to use a couple seasons ago. It was Taysom Hill, wasn't it? That sneaky Taysom Hill. Yeah, Taysom uh, Hill had that. Had that I, was, I was in an impossible situation, and then all of a sudden, that's the week they decided to throw him in at quarterback. <laughs> he had touchdowns, and ESPN let it go. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I mean, you have to credit him when the credit's due. I mean, like, if he has the stats there at that position, you have to let him do it, especially if he's lining up. I mean, he was one of those really great players because you were getting quarterback numbers at, at your tight end position for, for a couple weeks there. And it's because yeah, it's as a tight end. Like, yeah, not again. Yeah, not again. No, not at all. Now they now I think that, I don't know what he's listed. Is he listed as a quarterback this season? 
I think he's listed under tight end this season. I don't know. I just don't know that he's – I want to kind of look him up real quick for before we get into our actual rankings and, and things of, of the players because this is just an actual interesting one to, to look at. So, Matt, are you pulling that up right now? Oh, I thought you were. Oh, I'm, I can. Yeah, I'll pull him up right now. Yeah, Taysom Hill. Sorry. I, I was I was on my way to do it, and then and then I didn't know if you were already doing it. So yeah, they got him listed at tight end. Yep, but he was the number nine tight end in in twenty two for fantasy football because he can run it in on that on that he can still run it in on the wildcat and stuff like that. It's true. I mean, he's he's. he's Usually solid for a couple touchdowns in the season. Yeah, I know. Taysom Hill, just one of those great, what do they call him, the Swiss Army knife of players? Because that's what he is. You can kind of just use him for anything. Gotta love those white people from BYU. Oh, man. I don't know. It's, uh, I hate, I hate. So here's the thing. I don't hate BYU as a football team. I just hate BYU's fan base just as, as as a whole for the sole fact that they they do not use any logic when it comes to like thinking their team's going to win. They just think that their team's going to win because they're like, I have faith that my team's going to win. Okay, cool. That shit doesn't actually work because I remember there was a time that y'all were – there was – okay, there was a time – I think two or three seasons ago, BYU was they, – they had won so many, like, overtime games that they had a winning record. And it's honestly like that is that is faith. I guess, like, that could be faith that they that they could do that. But I guess that they were just, like – one prayer away from losing all of those games. Like it's it like that's the same logic that could be used. Like I just don't think that you could say I have faith in my team that they're gonna win. And that's like your sole reasoning of why you think that that team can win. You know? That's my little rant on BYU real quick. Just the football <laughs> and it's just the football team. But everybody's got teams like that that they they just hate the fan base. Yeah, I mean I we we've already gone over episodes on on a previous team that we we didn't like their fan base and two of them were in the same division. So That's true. I'm not gonna say it. They know who they are. They take I mean, they take pride in it, honestly. But I mean, just like uh, just like a lot of Syracuse fans, fuck Duke. Like I feel like I feel like. A lot of people, I don't know. I I don't. I see a lot of people like Duke and, and Syracuse for some reason. Got a lot of Duke fans here. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I'm just I'm just stating facts, Matt. Like, I I don't know. I do. I like the Syracuse Orange. Yes. Are they are they my NCAA basketball team? Of course. 
But sometimes you just sit back and don't want to really claim them. And, and that's what I'm doing this season. I'm not going to claim them this season. I don't think they're going to be that good. It's all good. So as far as uh, these tight ends, where do you want to start? Do we want to start at the top? Do we want to start at the bottom? Well, let's start. Let's start at the at the top. Let's start at the top. At what they have listed as probably the number one tight end who is very accurate. Because listen, this this guy, say, he'll go in first in everybody's league. I was gonna say he's a first round draft pick in a, in any league. It all depends on where you kind of get him. I think the average draft position for him is is right around five. So people are willing to go all the way up to five consistently enough to take this guy. And it's Travis Kelsey. And and I don't know about you, but I agree. I think he is going to be probably one of the only I don't know. I don't I don't want to how do I phrase this? I think he's gonna be one of the only viable fantasy options other than Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City this season. That's a fair assessment. He was the number one tight end last year. He was the number 12 ranked fantasy player last season. And he was average. Well, inevitably, he's going to have those games where he, he gets three touchdowns, four touchdowns, whatever. Yeah, he's. He, that's the thing is like you're – when you draft him, you pretty much are winning. You're you're picking him because you're going to win your league based off of his performance at least two or three times that season alone. Because he's going to put up crazy numbers in just some of these games where he'll he'll have like ten receptions for like a hundred and something yards and three or four touchdowns, and you're like, wow. But then he's also going to have those ones where where he has you know, five or six catches for only 60 yards and a touchdown. And that's totally fine because I, I will take that for my tight end position. And, and him getting all the, like he's going to offset his bad weeks by so much this season that that it's justifiable taking him where where people want to take him. And if you asked me a couple of years ago if I would draft Kelsey, I would say no because I I won't be able to get him. But this season, if I'm sitting right around seven or eight and I don't know where I want to go running back or wide receiver-wise because everybody else is kind of taking who I want, I would I would go with with Travis Kelsey because you're getting the best player at, at a position, and he's probably going to be that way the entire season, barring any injuries, you know? That's true. I mean, what do you, what do you like about – Kelsey this season? Is there anything you don't like about Kelsey this season? Do you have him? I mean, do you have him as your number one tight end? I mean, he did punch another player at training camp. Good. They probably deserved it. And he's got a really creepy stash right now. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, Maddie says he's got a creepy mustache going right now. Travis Kelsey? Yeah, I didn't know if you were talking about Kelsey or me. I mean, it could have been both, but it's okay. 
she says that's true. No, I, I mean, obviously, we, we both know that. Sorry, Colby. Obviously, we know that uh, Tra uh, Travis Kelsey is going to be that, that top choice. Um, we know he's going to put up solid numbers as long as he stays healthy. Um, I mean, that's – oh, you say yeah, too? Uh, Colby says yes. So, I mean, that's uh, that's somebody I would target. I mean, usually, uh, usually if I don't know who I'm going with, my wide receiver's gone, my uh, running back's gone. Travis Kelsey's a very solid option. Yeah, he's. I I think he's going to be the tight end one, but he's not. He's not necessarily the tight end that I'm actually going for. You know that I'm looking to go out and grab. Like if I if he falls to me, great. If not, then it's okay. Because oh, I I don't think he's tight end one this year. I mean, I think I think tight end one on a fantasy team, yes, but tight end number one is production wise. I don't think he is. I think he's fallen off this year. And and that brings us to another another question. Who where where do you have him then? If you don't have him as one, where where do you have fall have him falling to? Like two, three? I mean, I could probably see anywhere from two to four. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I, I could see the same thing. I, I I could see him anywhere from one one to three, one to four, somewhere right around there. I mean it, it all just kind of depends on on how some of these other tight ends play. I know. I think I. I don't know who you have as your number one tight end. I maybe I do know who you have as it, but I know there's a tight end here coming up soon. Not necessarily some of the next couple players that you like, but I. I think there's. I know who you have as your number one tight end this season. Okay, take your first guess. I'm going to go out and say that you have Darren Waller as your tight end one this season. No, I don't. Where do you, so where do you have Waller? Because I know you're very high on Waller this season. I do like Waller, um, but I I don't think he's a number one, or I don't think he's number one either. So this is a player, Darren Waller. Let's before we kind of get into get too far away from from Darren Waller. Let's let's go into into this so waller had one of the highest ceilings i think in in fantasy football two seasons ago where he kind of came out there and he was snagging everything and then he kind of fell off last season and he was tight end number 31 and he was a lot of it was just he didn't he missed a lot of games last season so he, he missed 14 games over the last two years and I, I forget how many he missed in last season, but he just wasn't, he just wasn't there. And, and the only reason I, I brought him up is because I, I think that he's now, now with the, with the change of teams, he went to, to the giants. I just, I was, I know you're, you're big on Danny Dimes, So I thought you were going to be a little bit bigger on, on Darren Waller kind of leading this this wide receiver group or, or I guess receiver group for for Danny Dimes. I mean he I think he's just a good safety blanket for for him and he's such a mismatch in speed wise and, and height wise. 
See, uh, you're making good points on it, but I, I just don't think that the Giants necessarily use the tight end position as effectively as they could. Um, I agree. I mean, they, they have they have another person. I was going to say they have another person, or there's another person that's on this list that's a former Giant who's been doing phenomenal since they've left. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about there too. Before we get to him, um, it, it's I I honestly really do think that the Giants need to go back to that to that tight end heavy gameplay where they would just eat the field up with those with those tight ends, you know, if you think about it, like what, back in the day when they had Jeremy Shockey, I'm sure, who else did they have, Matt? I, I fucking hate Giants tight ends. So they had Rhett Ellison. Who, who did they have before the, I mean, Evan Ingram, they, they drafted and they under, I think once they drafted Ingram, that's when they underutilized, started underutilizing their tight ends. Yeah. But so, I mean, they've had, um, I, I mean, they've had, was I'm trying to remember. Did Martellus Bennett spend time there too? He did. He. I know he. I know he was in the Bears, and I know he was with the with the Packers. He was with the Packers, and he was with uh, he was with the Packers, and he was with the Patriots. That's right, the Patriots. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't make his way over to. No, he was with the Giants in 2012. He was with the Giants in 2012. Okay. Yeah, no, I just think that they, yeah, no, they have so much, I don't know, they can they can do so well with these tight ends, and every single year since, I think, like, what, like, 2000, like, nine, eight, nine, they just, like, have disappointed with, with these tight ends. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've got Jeremy Shockey, Darius Slayton's listed. Yeah. Um, Kevin Boss, Caden Smith. Yep. I mean, a lot of those names, I, <laughs> I, they don't necessarily stick out to me. Yeah. Well, I don't have Waller in my in my top five tight ends, so I think we're both in agreement there. ESPN has him ranked as the number four tight end this season. I don't have him in my top five. I, you know, I don't really even have him – in my top 10, he's one of my honorable mentions, but I don't want to talk about him that much anymore. Just for the, just cause I think that there's, I think you're going to over, you're going to overpick for this player. You're, you're going to have to, people are going to want him for some reason and that's fine. Let him take well, it. That's, that's also because he had a phenomenal season fantasy wise. What was it? Two or three years ago? Well, yeah, but then I don't know. It's, I think it's, a lot of it's going to ride on Danny Dines, which I think he does play well, but does he stay healthy? And I'm not willing to risk it because he's missed 14 games in, in two seasons. Yeah. And I don't want him to be missing some of these. If, I, if I'm if i getting him, like, if he's, if he's the number four tight end, his average draft position right now is, what is it? Is 64. So, I mean, are there... Are you are you really saying that there's only 63, 65 other players that that are going to be better than him this season that you want to get on your team? No. Not a chance. I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't draft Waller unless I was getting him in like the 8th or ninth round. That's fair. 
So do you have anything else to say on Waller? That I'm ready to get over him. Let's go over to the other uh, tight end there that you were talking about from that used to play on the Giants. That could oh, be that's not where I was going next. I said that could be your tight end one, Evan Ingram. That's true. Um, Evan Evan Ingram, solid year, great connection with uh, with uh, the quarterback from the uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, no. Trevor Lawrence. I don't know why I was blanking on his name. I don't know why either. It's uh, it's one of those. He's he's one of those players that definitely has benefited from Trevor Lawrence. He just got the three year, forty two million dollar contract, and he was the number five tight end last season, number eighty five player overall, and he would average right around ten and a half fantasy points a game, which is not too bad for a tight end, which is. It's kind of where you expect it to be, you know, kind of get some catches, get some yards, and sometimes he would throw in a touchdown in there, which is great. I don't know where you have him this season, but I actually really do like him this season. I have him as my tight end number three. Really? Tight end three? I actually have him probably six-ish. I just really – I'm really high on Trevor Lawrence. And and I think that his skill set, he's such a fast player. He's pretty much a wide receiver. I just love these players that, that can play – that can line up in the slot for him. So, so, like, who do you got? Travis Kelsey, Hawkinson, Kittle, Pitts, Ingram, and – Gasecki, people like that, like uh, Irv Smith Jr., those those tight ends that that can go out there and get into that slot, I I just I love them and I think that they can excel a little bit better than a regular tight end such as like I don't know Tyler Higby, Dulcich, you know who else do we got? Uh, Hayden Hurst, players like. I don't know, Dallas Goddard. Like I, I I don't hate them, but I, I think that that them only lining up on the line and not being able to to kind of go out wide and, and, and stretch the defense a little bit more. I think that just holds back on it a little bit. And I have some reserves on those tight ends. So I I love Evan Ingram. I think he has such a huge ceiling this season, and I, I think he can kind of take it. I mean that that's where I'm at on Evan Ingram. Yeah, and I mean, now that now that you've actually opened up the can of worms talking about uh, the different tight ends who can um, who can stretch it and line up slot and all that stuff, I do want to give an honorable mention out there. He is not going to be the starting one. Who am I going with? Are you going with uh, your homeboy Dawson Knox? No, I'm going with Robert Tunyon. Oh, Robert Tunyon. Oh, Tunyon. I don't. So Tunyon, he's playing on. Who is it? The Jets now? No, the Bears. The Bears. Okay, so he's playing on the Bears. And so he's playing behind uh, Komet. 
Yeah, Cole Komet. I love Komet, but I we all know my take on Justin Fields. So I don't know. I mean, he could definitely be a security blanket for for Fields. He, he's one of those. Tunyon, I feel like one of those great like five yards and and just throw a little out and 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 give it to him little back shoulder fade there he's got big hands a big body and kind of go secure the ball it's I mean, just he had he had a great connection with rogers yeah then like, like, again rogers rogers used that tight end position very effectively i mean he had uh robert tanya and he had uh, martellus bennett was there for a little bit but he was like mercedes lewis Yes, Mercedes Lewis is another huge one that he went to the Bears as well. Yeah, then they didn't you guys also have Jimmy Graham for a little bit? We had Jimmy Graham as well, um, who went to the Bears and now he's with what the Saints. Back on the Saints, yeah. Um, I mean, we we've had some great great tight ends. For Michael Finley, for Michael Finley, I wish we got more out of him. I know it's just so tough with that with that neck injury. Yeah, so I mean it's it's a tough role, but uh, some teams know how to pick them. Yeah, well, it's it's going to be one of those things where where the mobility and and everything kind of limits you. I wanna I wanna give out shout out to one of my honorable mentions. I don't have them as one of my top 10 tight ends or, or anything like that. But I'm actually really excited to see what he does. And I talked about him earlier this season or earlier already. And it's Cade Otten. I am ready to, to kind of see what he does. So he was a fourth round pick out of Washington to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last season. And He's one of those players that that kind of stepped up. He was the number 26 tight end last season. Averaged right about five to six fantasy football points a game. But he had 16 red zone targets, but that was from Brady. But that was tied for fifth in the league. And I think that they're going to kind of keep going with him in that red zone scenario. I mean, he finished with 42 catches, 391 yards, and two touchdowns on 65 targets. I'm, I'm actually thinking he's going to blow those water, those numbers out, out the water. Like I, I'm so excited, eager to to see him play. He's going to be one of those players that I kind of take with one of my. Hopefully, I can take with one of these last round picks, or or maybe just pick him up in the free agency, because I think he at some points can can do very well. It's going to be interesting, especially because Brady's not there anymore. Yeah, you got Baker. It's true. Uh, so, I mean, I agree. I think I think uh, is going to have an interesting season. Um, I think we I think we're going to see a, a pretty big production from him. Yeah, well, let's get back over to some of these more popular tight ends. You know, let let's get over some of these ones that ESPN has ranked as some of the top top tier tight ends, and let's get right in. Let's get into Mark Andrews. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, he he was the number four tight end last season, right around thirteen points a game. 
He got hurt last season too, didn't he? He did. So in 2021, he had 107 catches and whatever. And what was it last season? He was missed two games. I believe he missed two games and then missed a third game because he got he left early. So he had the second most receptions. Uh, even though Lamar Jackson was was injured, you know, so still goes to show that that he's going to put up some production regardless who's under center. And it, you, if it's Lamar Jackson, you're looking at a, a player that you want to be targeting in 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 your draft. But if it's not if it's not Lamar throwing him the ball is not the worst case scenario because he's shown that he could still get it done. So I don't have him. I, I do have him as my number um, two tight end this season, but not by much. Yeah, I got him at number three. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I want. It's so tough. I wanted like I I wanted to put him at four, and I just felt like that was going to put too much injustice on him. So I, I settled for two. But I mean, talking about talking about top uh, top tight ends. What about George Kittle? So I don't know George Kittle last season, beginning a uh, I think like the first like eight games was used primarily as a blocker, and then after that he kind of took off like he usually does. I don't know what they're going to do with him this year because I mean that there's no. There's no doubt that that defense is going to be great this season. But who's going to be playing quarterback? It's true. It's, from what I hear, it's supposed to be Brock Purdy. And and I'd like it if it's Brock Purdy. But if for some reason it's Trey Lance, I just don't like George Kittle as much because I think if it's Lance, they're going to use him more as a blocker. That's fair. Purdy, I think, likes to throw to him so they, they – they put him out there, but I think Lance just likes to. They, he either tries to to look for one of these receivers or tries to just run it or hand it off. So it all depends on who's who's under center for him. So if it's Purdy, I, I got I like him as a tight end. If it's if it's Lance or or possibly Darnold, I, I don't I don't like him as a tight end really this season. But I'm not going to throw dirt on his name. I'm just going to keep him right where everybody kind of not. At five, I'm going to put him at six. So I have him as my tight end six this season. Okay. So another name that I really like, uh, the Vikings were very wise to get him, TJ Hawkinson. And here's – could this be your tight end one this season? He's up there. I was going to say, because he's he's up there for me just because I – I think Kirk Cousins is gonna like Kirk Cousins loves him. They they love throwing to him. There's gonna be games. The same case for him could be made for about Travis Kelsey could be made about him. If you draft him, you're probably gonna get you know a, a week or two where where he just wins you that week. It's true, but I don't know. I I have him as my. I don't have him as – I have him a little lower than where they have him. I have him as my tight end five this season. So, yeah. So, I mean, 
Another another name that's going to be up there in a lot of people's lists too is uh, Dallas Goddard. Which see, I think I think Philly made a mistake. Uh, people love him. I'm still never, I'm with I'm with you, Matt. I'm I like you. see. I'm a big Zach Hertz fan. Yeah, and I don't know what it is with Dallas Goddard. I don't know why I don't like him. I mean, but I, it's just it's just one of those things where I don't want to to get him and prove my and be like, oh, he doesn't do anything, and then I'll hate myself because I drafted him because I'm like, I knew he was, but I knew I, I shouldn't, I didn't like him. But then on the there's games where he's where he gets like six to eight catches and, and he gets yards and he gets a touchdown. So, I mean, it, I think he's one of those players that's more situational on, on when you're going to play him, you know? That's true. I mean, I take him as one of my high, uh, like higher, well, lower rated tight ends higher in the draft or not higher in the draft, lower in the draft, bigger number. <laughs> I just, always get... I just think people are going to stretch for him this season like they always do. Yeah. I think I, because I think he's right underneath that tier of tight ends where it's like, oh shit, all the good tight ends are gone. Who's available? And it's like, oh, Dallas Goddard. Let's get him. That's true. I literally like, I think that that's why people draft him so early or, or they draft him and then it's because. They look and, and Travis Kelsey's gone, and then all of a sudden Andrews is gone, and Hawkinson's gone, and Kittle's gone, and then you're like, "Who am I going to draft?" And you're like, "Oh, let me. I need a tight end." And you're like, "Okay, let me get Dallas Goddard." It's true. So I don't, I don't have him in my top ten for for tight ends this season. I don't either. Um, I mean, there are so. That position, I mean, there are so many, there are so many very talented players, and so many players that were like, "Oh fuck, I forgot about him." Like you and I have seen it as we've been making uh, parlays and different wagers and stuff like that throughout throughout the season. I mean, it's, I'm, it's, I'm I'm glad you actually brought that up that I forgot about him because I think this guy is going to blow the league by storm this season. And I think it, he was kind of forgotten for a couple seasons. I'm not by you, Matt, not because he was forgotten by you because I know that you did like him and you know, I liked him last season and I have him as my tight end for this season. Who do you think it is? It's Pat. No, no, it's not Pat. No. It's David and Joku, baby. Wow, that's uh, there were three names I was thinking of when you were talking or when you were talking. It was Pat uh, Pat Fryermuth because we've talked about him a lot. Yep. There's David and Joku. Yeah. And the other name that we talk a lot about, Dalton Schultz. I, I was gonna say I was if if you don't say the third one is Dalton Schultz, like, do you even know me, Matt? So so yeah, no, I. Three great tight ends. I like all three of those tight ends. I have Njoku ranked the highest out of all of them. You know how I feel about Pat. I mean, 
I think I think Pickett has a better season this year, so I do like Pat more than I liked him last season. But I I, I, I like Pat. You know, Pickett I liked him last year too. You know, I thought he was the best tight end in his, in his draft class when he came out. But so so I have Njoku at four. I have Friar moves. I have him sitting right exactly where where ESPN has him at at eight, and then I have. Dalton Schultz, I have him down a little bit, but I do have him at 10, um, just cracking the top 10. Because I do think that he does – it all depends on the quarterback play there, but he he's a good – he's a really great tight end. He played very well in that absence of, of Dak Prescott last season. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that, that he does – he's going to be a very viable option for this rookie quarterback over there in Houston, but getting back to Njoku and and getting back to Pat um, Njoku, I just am so high on, I think the league, I think he's going to be like the Geno Smith of story of the season this year. I think he's just going to take it by storm. I didn't, I have him at four because I don't think that there's any way he could do just quarterback play limits it for him. I mean, they have Deshaun Watson and yeah, he's a, but we got to see what Deshaun Watson does this season. So I have him at number four because I just think that his height, his skill set, his, you know, his speed, if he can stay healthy, he's just going to be such a weapon for Deshaun Watson on the move. He could trail him, you know, coming back to the, coming back to him. He, I think he's just going to be some, he's a big target for Deshaun to just look at. I know Deshaun loves Amari Cooper, and, and you got Nick Chubb over there, but I think that that's just going to solidify that that David Njoku is probably going to be open a majority of the time. Agreed. And then and then going back to to Fryermuth, I it, it's all just going to be dependent as well on quarterback play, but I I do see the uptick in in play from Kenny Pickett this season. So I, I really do like Pat. The one thing I want to see from Pat is him not get lost in that offense. I felt like at some points they didn't even look at him. And and that's what well, kind of I mean, you had you had some you had some great uh offensive players for that team. I mean, you've got Anaji uh, Harris, you've got George Pickens with those one-handed catches. I know you were very high on Pickens. Yeah, I, I I wanted you to get him on our team, or well, your team for your work fantasy football league or whatever it was, and and I was surprised someone had drafted him as early as they did. Like it was it was crazy. But I mean, he he had some solid games as well. Pickens. Yeah. Yeah, and and they don't forget they also have what's his name over there, Deontay Johnson. That's true. And they got rid of Chase Claypool, which was which was good. Good for them. Yeah, no. So I I just that's the one thing I hope for Pat is that he just doesn't get lost in that offense. He needs to, but I think that he's gonna see himself open a majority of the time of this season as well. He's a big guy, he's got hands. He had the best hands in the class when he was drafted. So I mean just Throw it up to him, and and he he can come down with it most likely. Yeah, there's another there's another tight end out there that I know you love too. Kyle Pitts. Eh, 
Kyle Pitts is there, and not just because he's a Falcon, but um, Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett, yeah, no, I'm I'm big on Gerald Everett this season. I have him I have him cracking my top ten tight ends. I have him at number nine, so I do have Gerald Everett at, at nine. But he, Everett's just one of those players that I that I think the Rams are just going to regret giving up. And, and what sucks is that he literally lives in the same town that they gave him up for. Like, I mean, he, he just moved to the team in the same, in the same town, the same city. And, and I think I'm, if you look at it, who would you, you got Justin Herbert throwing you the ball. I would I would rather have Justin Herbert throwing me the ball than than Stafford right now because Herbert has been playing putting up some great numbers. I mean, last season a little bit decline in the touchdowns and, and everything, but it could be the injury. So, but this season I'm I, I'm looking for forever to take over because here's the thing: he loved Cook there that tight end over there. Herbert loved him. He was an older receiver, and now you got this young guy, Gerald Everett, who can kind of run across the field and can do a lot more. I think that Herbert's going to love him, and I think he's going to utilize him. So I have him as my tight end number nine this season. That's fair. And Jared Cook, uh, former Packers wide uh, tight end, too. Yeah, so if I have done my – my 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 stuff right i only have one more player to go over in my top 10 and then i have one more honorable mentioned it to go over go for it all right so my last top 10 player is obviously we already went over him i thought we were going to talk about him it's kyle pitts i have him at number seven and that's kind of right where everybody has him and i think it's the perfect place for him because this is one of the one of those seasons where he needs he he definitely needs to step it up and do something, and he needs to lead this team in in the receiving game. I think he really needs to kind of transform into one of those tier one tight ends where he was drafted. His, I mean, he's athletic as hell, dude. Like, throw him the ball, get him the ball, let him do his thing. He was so it was it's such a terror over there in Florida in college. And you really have missed that in the NFL this these last couple of years from him. And I really think that that if Desmond Ritter and this run game can can get things going, it's really just going to make his life easier, and he's going to be able to eat up that entire middle of the field and and just do his thing. They have a lot of playmakers there over there in in Atlanta, and I think what they're going to do is is really emphasize the short pass game and. What better way to do it than just straight off the line, just give it to him, let him eat it up, see if he can make some people miss, and you got blockers there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they run a good amount of tight end screens as well. Something that you see Kansas City do. And also San Fran. So I could see that happening this season as well. An uptick in, in those tight end screens. And he's athletic enough that he can run them in, get some good yardage off of it. So I, I'm, I wanted to put him higher, but there's just other players that I see for sure doing better that I think seven, eight, definitely in the top ten is is kind of right where you're going to see him. 
I don't know how you feel about Pitts this season, but but I got him right at seven. No, that's a pretty fair. That's a pretty fair assessment. That's a pretty fair assessment. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, this position, it, it, it's it's so different now. It's a, it's a completely different animal. Yeah, it's like you have your your solidified like like five or six that you really love. And then there's like a couple more that you're just like, yeah, I can see them doing well. And then it's just a downtick. And like after 10, 11, 12, like who are you really looking at? And I think that's where you can really find some value in tight ends in this. I feel like you, I feel like you have to get two. like you have to get your, you have to get one of those. If you get Kelsey Andrews and in my case, if you get Ingram or Njoku or Hawkinson, I think though you don't need to really get another tight end, but I think if you go for like Kittle, Pitts, Fryermuth, Everett, Schultz, that's my other top five. I think that's where you kind of have to go in and you have to kind of get another one of these tight ends here sooner to kind of offset this thing. But if you get one of those top five tight ends out there, then I think that's where you can really set yourself apart because you're not wasting a you're not wasting like your pick like seven on a tight end or like six on a tight end and then having to waste also like pick eight or nine on a tight end like in this you're wasting like potentially your like your first like your first round pick but usually like your third or fourth round pick on on one of these tight ends and then not having to do it again until like round like 12 or 13 i think that's the strategy to go with tight ends this season matt That's true, and uh, you know, I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give a final recap on what I think my top ten is gonna be um, towards the end of the episode. Um, but it's, yeah, it's. I mean, there are so many, there are so many that I'm surprised fell where they did. I mean, um, obviously, I've already talked about Dawson, and I know you're high on the incoming tight end. So why don't you talk about him? So Dalton Kincaid's just this. Let hold on. Let, I didn't know you were gonna put me on the spot about Dalton Kincaid real quick. Let me pull up my stats on Dalton Kincaid. All right. So I actually have Dalton Kincaid a little bit higher than where they have him at nineteen. I got him at by number. He's one of my. He was like right outside like my honorable mentions. So like honorable mentions, you're looking at like 12, 13, 14. I got him like at tight end 15, right around 14, 15 this season. Um, what really sets me and him apart over, over Dawson Knox this season is that Buffalo traded up to get him. They, they traded up two spots to get him, to be exact. So they could have chanced it in him falling, but uh, they really wanted him, so they gave up some stuff so they could get him earlier. And... He's, I don't know, it's just, I think that he's got a really good skill set. He's 6'4", 240. He, at Utah, in each of his last two seasons there, he had eight touchdowns in both of those seasons, and he also had 70-plus catches for 890 yards in 2022. So I think that he's going to be one of those players. He's big enough that he can kind of block off the line and then kind of go and do your thing. 
I think they're going to kind of try and turn him into like a TJ Hawkinson type of player. George Kittle type of player. Evan Ingram type of player. So I, that's why I'm just a little bit higher on Dalton Kincaid this season, just because they traded up to get him. And if you're going to trade up and he was your first round draft pick. So why, why bench him and put him as the number two? And not use him when when you went out to get him, you know. See, I think he, he's going to sit behind Max. I think for a season or two. I don't think he does. I that's that's just me. Like I don't know. Like it's just because they tra- they went out and traded for him. Right now, he's the number one tight end on the roster. He's 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 on the depth chart as number one. Yeah. So maybe maybe they but, but they do but they'll probably run two tight end sets. They they'll probably have both of them out at the same time a lot. Yeah, but I know I know Dawson Knox can block too. Dawson Knox is just sneaky. <laughs> I think that's what it's going to be. Like I think I think him I think it's perfect. Dalton Kincaid at number 1 getting a lot of, you know, these looks and everything and then you've got Dawson Knox sneaking into that tight end two role, which probably other teams and, and players are kind of, kind of, you know, shell off of him, And then he could probably excel a little bit more there. So I think, that, I think it's a little sneaky. I think they're going to run those two tight end sets. I mean, especially because, I mean, you got Stefan Diggs and you got Gabe Davis, but then where else you going? I mean, I know you're, you're pretty high on Shakir. I was also, I also liked Khalil Shakir as well, but I mean, it's just James Cook you're going to see a lot from, I feel like. Damian Harris you're going to see him run a lot with. Latavius Murray you're probably going to see him run a lot with. So it's like these tight ends I'm not from Buffalo, I'm not really excited about either way. But if I if you held a gun to my head and said, you got to pick one of these to be on your team, I'm probably going to go with Dalton Kincaid over Dawson Knox. See, and I just like that. I like that Dawson Knox-Josh Allen connection. And I think I think a lot of Buffalo fans love that connection, and I know you're I know you're not a Buffalo fan at all, Matt. And but I think it's just I think it's more like this is something that like yeah I think Dawson Knox is going to be there because he's a fan favorite and and everything like that, and and Josh Allen likes him. But I I think at some point Dalton Kincaid just somehow just steps it up over him, you know. Any any other honorable mentions? I have one more honorable mention. It's Mike Gusecki. Uh, he's actually in my ten. Is he really? Yeah, I mean, I, I, know... had, I had more time to sit and think about it. Um, I mean, whenever you're ready, I will go through that top ten. Let me just say why I like Gusecki, and then we'll get your top ten. Yeah. So Gusecki's just on my honorable mention just because he's not that good at pass blocking, but he's such a great pass catcher. He's probably has one of the best hands at at tight end in there. And I know that the Patriots have Hunter Henry there, and that's okay. They can have Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is one of these players I feel like you don't know if he's going to get injured if he's going to be out there playing. So 
I don't even know where they actually have Hunter Henry ranked at, at tight ends. So they, yeah, like Gusecki is is just one of those players that I think could come out there, and and a lot of players are going to be looking at Henry. Same thing with Gusecki. Just like as I said with with Kincaid, I think he's going to be a little bit sneakier out there. I'm trying to find the depth chart over here. There we go. So. Yeah, so they get, they got Gusecki going as the number two tight end, but you know how Bill Belichick loves to run these dual tight end sets, and I think Mac Jones is really going to be eating up these tight ends this season. I mean, yeah, they got Devontae Parker, and they got Juju Smith-Schuster, and they got Hendrick Bourne, and I think that's going to take so much of the defense, especially with Hunter Henry out there, and, and they have only two running backs on the roster, Matt, and Ramadre Stevenson. Um I mean, they have Ty Montgomery, but they got Ty Montgomery as a fullback. So, I mean, I, I just think that Gusecki's going to be out there and he's going to be able to get some really good situational play and he's going to reap so much benefits from, from, from lackluster coverage on him that he's going to be able to eat it up in the red zone. I think that's what they really got him for. So I think he's going to have a lot of touchdowns this season. Ty Montgomery, another former Packer. Yeah, I know you like. I know you. That's why I said. That's why I said they got Ty Montgomery, but they got him at wide receiver or at fullback, which is pretty funny, actually. But let's hear your top ten. Okay, after sitting and thinking about it, I got Hawkinson, Andrews. Kittle, Kelsey, Ingram, Waller, and Joku, Pitts, Gisecki, and Schultz. So Schultz round, so we both have Schultz at 10. And you got Gasecki at nine, you said? Yes, sir. So a I can't lot catch of a break with sounds today. What was it? I said I can't catch a break with sounds today. I know. Hey, it's okay. That's that's all right. Matt is a Matt Matt's the soundboard guy over there. He's just, just clicking away on his computer. That's not he doesn't even have a dog or a kid or or, or a wife. He's just clicking away. <laughs> Just say, let me add this one right here. Dog barks. No, I like it. That's okay though. Um, I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of honorable mentions that are that can be out there. Uh, obviously, you know, I like Pat. Um, uh, you know, Komet, Gerald Everett, Dawson Knox. I think Kincaid needs to prove it to me first. What do you think about this uh, kid from Tennessee? We, I feel like neither one of us touched him. What is it, Oconquo? Yeah, Chizosium. I I don't know. I mean and, that that team seems too focused on Derrick Henry to me. Yeah, he. I mean, he was very promising the the second half of the season last year. I believe. I mean, they. 
in his last seven games, he had 24 catches for 278 yards and two touchdowns on 31 targets. And, but I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Tennessee this season, but I feel like, I don't know, Austin Hooper left, so I feel like there's a void that could be filled there. So he was one of those players that I really wanted to, to throw in there for an honorable mention, but I just don't like Tennessee. And I have to do it just because Rodgers plays very well with tight ends. Tyler Conklin. Conklin. Coming over. Uh, I I don't know. Conklin's one of the – I could see it happening because he's just one of those players that, that's just a do, like a dog out there. Like all of a sudden you just lose track of him and then you're just like, oh, wow, he had this? He had a touchdown? He had two? I feel like there's a did he how many two touchdown games did he have last season? Did he have a couple or was it just one? Honestly, I don't remember. I just feel like that he was always one of those players that you were just like, oh wow, he did very well this week. Like he could. I'm looking it up right now. He was the number sixteen tight end last season. So yeah, it's like they have him at twenty four on this, and last season he was ranked at sixteen. And I, yeah, I know I can see him going, going higher than, than 24 for sure. Yeah. I don't know why he's so low, especially with, with him there. He, he finished second on the Jets and targets with 87. And he had 58 catches, 552 yards and three touchdowns in 2022. But he played over 70% of the team snaps 14 times in 14 games. Yeah, but Rodgers has a great connection with uh, the tight ends. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a little bit more. They did add Lazard and and Hardman, and who else do they have over there? They they got Carter and Zonovan Knight and Wilson and Cobb. They still have Uzoma. Oh, they have the rookie Jeremy Rucker. I actually liked him. I think he I think he steps in above both of these tight ends at some point, maybe possibly. Wait, over Conklin and Yuzoma? Dude, Jeremy Rucker? Dude. I followed him when he was at Ohio State. This kid's pretty good. So I know last year he only he he only had one catch last season for eight yards. But I I I do think that he gets a very big role out here. I mean he was selected in the third round. So I mean obviously they, they liked him enough. Maybe this is why they got him for for this for this reason. Maybe little young. He's only been in the year one league or one year, so he, he's he's one of those. He's one of my sleeper tight ends. Like he's not like one. Like I'm not saying he's gonna be like. I just I'm saying I think he could potentially take over for both of those tight ends because I think both those tight ends could get overlooked, but. But no, I if I'm not I, he also could could suck this season. That's why I have him as sleeper. So So let's recap your top ten. Alright, so my top ten, we got Travis Kelsey at number one, then you got Mark Andrews at number two, you got Evan Ingram at three, David Njoku at four, Hawkinson at five, Kittle at six. Kyle Pitts at seven, Pat Fryermuth at eight, Gerald Everett at nine, and Dalton Schultz at ten, with my honorable mentions of Mike Gusecki, Darren Waller. 
I like it. Yeah. What was so? Re, list me yours again one more time because I I only listed half of them. I only got to write half of them down for me. So I got Hawkinson, Hawkinson Andrews, yeah. Kittle, Kelsey, Ingram, Waller, Njoku, Pitts, Kasicki, Schultz, with some honorables of Dawson. Uh, Tyler Conklin, Pat, and Gerald Everett. Hold on, I'm I'm writing Conklin down. Yeah, no, I I think this is great. So Matt, I feel like we should do what we always do at the end of these episodes. We need to pull up how how our picks have been doing for the page now since we've we've progressed longer. So we already knew that we hit one of them in the Snyder RBI. I think we're going to miss the all depends on. Yeah, so we hit the Atlanta Chicago Cubs over eight and a half, which I loved the entire time. A lot of people did not like that. I thought it was a clean over. And then at some point, if you got lucky, you were able to get it at over seven and a half and eight. God, that's a great reverse line movement there for you. Um, it all depends on if Adames got his over one and a half hit runs in RBIs. So we're looking over here. And he went 0 for 4 today, which kind of sucks. Not what you want to see, but that's okay because we still went 2 and 1 on, on our picks today. Starting off the new weeks, already, already, already up. So that's the way you want to start it off. Finished off hot, started off hot. Never want to go into a into a week, but I don't know, Matt. What a, I feel like we gotta we gotta start getting the return of the Matt for some picks out there. Yeah, I know I was slumping a little bit, um, but you've obviously you've seen some of my some of my picks just between us lately, where I'm I'm calling them left and right now. Yeah. No, I I agree. I I think you're I think you're doing pretty hot. You, with what you've been texting me, we we've, we've been doing pretty well calling players that we like for I feel like with the players that we talk about just hit home runs. That's that's true. Uh I I do have to brag that I mean, I'm upset because I did show I did send you that long shot home run parlay that I had made and it missed by like one or two picks. And it was because Judge didn't hit a home run and freaking Mookie Betts didn't hit a home run or something like that. Like one of those players didn't hit a home run and we and it was like a six legger parlay and we missed by one leg and it was tragic. But hey, that's okay. We're doing uh we're doing our thing over here with our pick still, so I don't know if uh, if you guys have been been following, but you got to get out there and follow the the social medias because because we we've been doing very well on the picks lately. So, Matt, anything you want to get to before you wrap things up? Yeah, not really. I mean, just excited. Football's coming. Football's coming. Yeah, we. Be on the lookout for our running back episode for fantasy football. I know that that's going to be a huge, 
huge uh, one that people are going to be wanting for running back and wide oh, receivers. Running backs and wide receivers. Maybe even a little bit of kickers. Oh, you know I dabble in the kickers. I I used to have the philosophy of just picking one shit shit zipping defense and just getting the hell out of there. But I actually do like defense. I think defenses can win you games this season. You I'm I'm I have one of my teams for defense that I'm actually very excited to talk about. One of my sleeper defenses teams. I don't think a lot of you guys are gonna have them. Well, I remember last year's. Oh, last year's with the Buccaneers. How'd they do last season too? Where were they last season in defense? They were they were near the top. They were pretty solid. I'm gonna look it up right now. I gotta see where the where the Buccaneers defense was. That was my pick for Matt to, to choose last season for his for his league. I went out and helped him, so I said, go out and get this. So Tampa, Tampa Bay last year was ranked the number 21 defense in the league, so actually not my best choice in defenses. It was very sad. Very, very sad. And they lost a lot of players on defense this season, so don't worry. I'm not going to be touching them this season, Matt. I got another defense for you this season that's going to blow this defense out of the water. Green Bay Packers. God, I thought you were talking about. I don't mind. Actually, their defense might actually be good. It just is going to suck because I think they're going to be out there so much. I don't know. Well, I feel like that's that's all we really got for you today, guys. Um, here from the Sportsline Predictors, we just want to say, you know, make some smarter bets, make the right bet. Do 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 you guys, but also dabble in us. <laughs> now, anything you want to say before we get off? Thanks for listening and stay tuned for those running backs. All right. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>